Can you remember declarations of independence that you have made? I am not talking about ones you may have made about a nation written in parchment uh, that we might be celebrating a couple days from now that made those celebrations possible and that made, in a way, our country possible. I'm talking about, on individual terms, declarations of independence you have made. We start very young, and mostly it's through our actions, like how our sons continue in a variety of ways uh, to declare their independence more and more each year. Of course, this is just a continuation of the journey in life, and we all remember it, don't we? When we ventured further, further, perhaps it was when the time when we first went out on our own, or that time when we first took the car for a drive and said, Mom and Dad, don't worry. Talk about courage. I'm not talking about my courage, my parents' courage in that moment. It might have been the first time we went to uh, move, uh, live on our own, when we moved out of our parents' home. Those declarations of independence. Each of these steps take courage. But as we got older, as we get older and as we face all sorts of other challenges, changes in our life, we begin to understand that it is our dependence that gives us strength to make those declarations of independence. In our past passage from Joshua this morning that Charles read, from that first chapter, we read just the beginning of that story of a young man who will begin to lead a people, who will step out of Moses' shadow, if you will, and begin to walk on his own. How does he do it? Those are big, I don't know if Moses wore shoes, but they would be big shoes if he wore shoes. How does he do it? How does Joshua do it? God says to him, be strong and courageous. And God repeats it again and again and again. It's good advice. Be strong and courageous. You can imagine Joshua saying, thanks God, how would I be that way? In the midst of the challenges, the tribulations of people who want to go in various directions, Joshua must wonder until finally God gives the answer, do not be frightened, we heard. Do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. We take the courageous steps that we take of independence not alone. That's the good news that God brings, not just today, but every day in our lives. That's what enabled Joshua to take the steps he had to take. Norman Vincent Peale once wrote, successful living requires courage. Perhaps courage is a basic life quality which God gives us since it is of the Spirit. Moments may come when courage alone shall stand between us and disaster. 
In the long pull across the years, there'll be times when we shall need dogged courage to keep us going when the going is hard. And what is the source of such dogged courage? Surely that sense of God's presence when we hear God say, I am with you always. John Wesley, the founder of Methodism, knew what that was about. Knew what it meant to have a God with him always. In fact, on his deathbed, I believe his last words were, best of all, God is with us. He knew at the moment of that perhaps biggest transition of our life, moving from this life into the next, that he need not fear because best of all, God was with him. And that's what he believed, that's what he trusted in, that's what he depended in, not only at the moment at the end of his life, at every moment of his life, he believed he could depend on the gospel, on the good news, on the, in the truth of a God that is, was with him. Through all the twists and turns, through all the ups and downs, through the good and the bad, that he need not fear because best of all, God was with him. He could put himself fully in God's hands. He could be his own person because he was a child of God. This week is a week we think about independence and yet we remember also, as Paul wrote to the church in Philippi, that we can do all we can. We can survive what we need to survive only through a God that gives us strength to do so. An ability to be independent based on an understanding of our utter dependence on God. And in a way, as I shared with the children earlier, this is all connected in communion that we will be celebrating together in a few moments. Remember Jesus in that upper room in Jerusalem, first celebrated communion as a Passover meal. And Passover was a celebration of the time that the Israelites escaped slavery in Egypt and with God's help made it to the promised land. It marked for the people of Israel a new birth of freedom. It marked the time when this hodgepodge of Semitic tribes became one people. You might say it's the time they became one people, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Communion is a time when we remember how Christ fulfilled and extended this festival of Passover over to free us, not from some external captor, but from the bondage of sin itself, from that disconnection that threatens us, that disconnection from God, that ability to believe as an individual or as a nation that we are the ones who have it all, that we don't need anyone else, that we are going to wall off anyone else that we might need to depend on or be interdependent with. 
either as individuals or as a nation. We are in communion reminded that we have this intimate connection to God, that we are sharing in a meal together. Not quite a barbecue, as I said, but symbolically a meal together with God. And as we come together as Americans to celebrate this 4th of July, we're called to remember what lies behind all the food and the fireworks and the fun. A nation that is rooted in certain principles, in certain values that we must continually strive for. A nation of immigrants that came together to form something beautiful. It was not easy, and it's still not easy. Because we are different people. And yet somehow, as people did long ago, we still need today to figure out how we are connected, what it means to be a connected people, dependent on one another, to ensure that the values and the principles upon which our country was built continue, aren't just written on paper long ago, but come alive in the way we live our lives today. What does it mean for us? It's the same way for us as Christians. To the early Christians, that fellowship meal wasn't a picnic. It was a declaration of dependence. They gathered in Christ's name to gain enough courage to live as Christians in what was a hostile world. It wasn't the bread or the cup that made that possible. It was what those stood for. It was about dependence. It was about a loyalty to God. It was about sharing in that loyalty. It's about, what it, it's about what it means to be a child of God in communion with one another. So I hope that as we share in this bread and cup this morning, we can also declare our independence from whatever pulls us from God. That we can have the heart of a patriot in the way that we declare independence from whatever form of oppression we support directly or indirectly. That we can be strong and courageous in the way that we live dependent on God and independent from whatever tyranny rises up within our individual lives or within our national life. that inhibits our journey with Christ, that inhibits us from being the children of God that we were created to be. And instead, journey forward together to a fuller understanding of the source of that courage that keeps us going now and forever, a courage that allows us to know in our hearts what is good and what is right and what is true, what is best of all. A courage that comes not from our own power 
or from our own success or from our own ability to wall out the outside world but from a dependence on God and on each other as children of God dependence on God guiding us through it all guiding us not only in the past guiding us in the future best of all God is with you depend on that Trust on that. Hold on to that. Let that guide you in your future. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we come together on this day and on every day, praying for strength and for courage, praying for wisdom and direction. We come this morning with a desire to be guided and to be led. But God, we need to put ourselves in your hands. We need to feel the strength and the courage you place before us. And if anyone comes this morning with a special burden that feels impossible to hold on their shoulders, allow them to place that burden in your hands. Allow them to feel that dogged courage that keeps us going when the going is hard. Allow them to know that they can trust in the power in which that courage is based, where that courage comes from, in the sense of God's presence that says to us, I am with you always. We pray these prayers knowing we are not alone. Pray these prayers in Christ's name. Amen. And now let's join together in singing on page 2223 in the faith we, Black Faith We Sing hymnal. They'll know we are Christians by our love. Please stand if you are able. <laughs> 